Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number four of Revelation chapter 13. We're going to be looking at verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, we had been looking in our last study at the the beast and it, it was said to have seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. And it rose up out of the sea, and we saw that this is uh, language that God is giving us to describe Satan's ascension out of the bottomless pit at the beginning of the Great Tribulation period. He is called the beast, and, and upon his heads was the name of blasphemy. He will speak evil, and as he's done throughout all time, against the kingdom of God and against the word of God, the doctrine of God, the people of God. And it goes on to say in verse 2 that the beast, who has already been described as having the seven heads and ten horns and crowns upon the horns, indicating Satan's rule for the little season of the Great Tribulation, now the beast is described differently. It says, the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So now God is using the imagery of different animals, of very dangerous animals, animals that are ferocious, animals that can destroy like a lion, a bear, and a leopard. And The Lord is drawing these images from what we read in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7, and I'll start reading in the first verse of Daniel 7. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and the four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Now I'll just stop there for a second. Notice that these four great beasts come up from the sea. And in Revelation 13 verse 1, the beast came out of the sea. And that's not a coincidence. It's speaking of the same beast. But God isn't using the picture of seven heads and ten horns here, and uh, at least not yet. We will read about ten horns later in Daniel 7. Uh, we're not going to get into that in this study, but it's, it is found in that chapter. So it's without any question looking at the same beast, the same figure, the same point in time, the end of Satan's binding of that thousand-year period, 
the time of his loosing, the time of the end of the church age, the beginning of the great tribulation upon uh, the churches and congregations of the world. All right, it goes on to say in verse 4 of Daniel 7, The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. We have the very um, same three animals mentioned here in Daniel 7 that are mentioned in Revelation 13. A lion, a bear, and a leopard. And these are all uh, very vicious animals that devour their prey. And, and, and so they all are pictures and types of Satan and his emissaries at the time of the end, the time when God, uh, is utilizing Satan as an instrument of destruction to destroy his apostate people that are found within the corporate church, the New Testament church. And first of all, it says in Daniel 7, 4, the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Now, God is also typified as a lion, and God likens himself to an eagle. Remember in Revelation 12, that the woman fled into the wilderness. It said in um, in Revelation 12, in verse 14, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place. And Satan comes attempting to look like Christ. He, he is an imposter. And so uh, Jesus is also uh, called the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And therefore Satan is giving an appearance as a lion with eagle's wings. He He's attempting to be like God, to be like Christ. And yet a man's heart was given to it. It says at the end of verse 4, he uses men as his emissaries to accomplish his purposes of destruction within the church because he's a spirit being. And he needs men to work out the things that he wants done. So that's that's the first image. And we we know that Satan is typified as a lion in First Peter chapter 5. It says in verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So the beast is like a lion. That's the first thing. The second thing mentioned is a bear. In Daniel 7 verse 5, Behold another beast, a second like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said, Thus unto it arise, devour much flesh. The bear with three ribs in its mouth, and the number three points to purpose, 
And what about the ribs? Well, uh, remember back in the very beginning that God had Adam fall into a deep sleep and he took out of his side, he took a rib to make the woman. And uh, the woman was Eve, the mother of all living. So the ribs are pointing to mankind and Satan has in his mouth mankind that he's devouring, just as a lion seeking to devour whom he will. Well, so the bear is devouring men, and it's only by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, that any are delivered out of the mouth of the bear. Now, um, let's look at a couple of verses where we can see that Satan is typified as a bear. One is in Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28 and verse 15. And there it says, As a roaring lion and a ranging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. And Satan is that wicked ruler. And he's also typified as a lion and as a bear. And it's um, picked up also, that that idea of Satan being typified by both in 1 Samuel 17. Remember when, when uh, David was trying to convince King Saul, who at that time was favorable towards him, he was trying to convince him that he should be permitted to go and fight Goliath the giant, and and why why should he go? Well, uh, he was speaking to Saul in First Samuel seventeen, in verse thirty three, and Saul said to David, "Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth." And David said unto Saul, "Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear." And took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Well, here is David, just a, a youth, a teenager, a young young man who is going to fight the giant Goliath and the men of Israel's army were frightened and dared not go forth to fight that um, enormous man. Yet this lad was going to go out and he eventually does with just a sling and a stone. And, and by God's amazing help, he will defeat the giant. Well, David, who is a type of Christ, and Goliath also a picture of Satan, but first, in order to prove to Saul that he could do battle with the giant, he told him of a situation where a lion and a bear came after a, a lamb of the flock, and he slew both the lion and the bear. It's almost hard to believe. We might think it was a tall tale, except it's in the Bible. It's the truth. 
And David proved it was true by also killing Goliath. And and so he's a glorious picture of Christ defeating the enemy, Satan. And, and also uh, David is a shepherd typifying the good shepherd protecting the sheep. And that's what the Lord Jesus has done. He slew the lion and he slew the bear. Christ defeated Satan uh, at the cross and and he protected the flock of God and he took the lamb out of the mouth of the lion. He he delivered the lamb and and remember the bear had three ribs in its mouth and Christ hasn't spared mankind but he has spared his people from being devoured by the lion and by the bear. Well, okay, that that's the second animal. We can see how both the lion and the bear do uh, typify Satan. The third reference is of a leopard. Uh, again, in Daniel 7, it says in verse 6, And this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, the beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. The leopard is uh, another figure of Satan and his forces. We see in Jeremiah chapter 5, Jeremiah 5, and I'll just read the first verse and then uh, skip down to a few other verses, but verse 1 will establish the context. Jeremiah 5, verse 1, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. And here Jerusalem is representing the corporate body, the New Testament church. And see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof, if ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. God here is saying, all right, uh, go through all the churches in the world. Go through every congregation, every denomination, the Presbyterians and the Episcopalians, the Lutherans. uh, Go through the Independent Church, the Catholic Church, any church you can think of. And see if you find a man. And if uh, a man that executes judgment and and seeketh the truth, and God will pardon it. That is, he will not bring judgment on the church. Judgment, therefore, will not begin at the house of God. God will not bring the judgment if you are able to find a man. Well, someone might be saying, come on, that that's not difficult. There's plenty of faithful men, certainly, um, more than one, a, a single man can be found. And, and so they think of a pastor, they think of an elder, or they just think of a good man in the congregation, and they miss what God is saying. The man is Christ Jesus. If you can find Christ Jesus within the midst of the church, as he was during the church age, the 1955 years from 33 A.D., until 1988, he was in the midst of the church. He made it a faithful city. And and you could find a man then 
who executed judgment and who sought truth. It was Christ. But once the the time came and God gave up the church and the Holy Spirit came out of the midst, the man, Christ Jesus, departed. Now you cannot find a man. It doesn't matter if you find earthly men, uh, if you find professed Christians, or even true believers. Uh, a true believer can't ward off the judgment of God. A true believer can't hold back the wrath of God. All of our righteousness are as filthy rags, even true believers. We we aren't the man God was looking for. It's Christ, and he has gone. And so God did not pardon the church, but according to the timeline of God's schedule, judgment began at the house of God because there was no man. There, there was no Lord Jesus in the midst. And then that establishes Jeremiah 5 is focused on the judgment on the congregations. And then further down, beginning in verse 4, it says, Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of Jehovah, nor the judgment of their God. And God says this several times in the book of Jeremiah. He he uh, says it also in Jeremiah chapter 8, in verse 7, Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of Jehovah. God's people, Israel of old, Judah of old, and the New Testament Christian, the professed Christian in the church, knows not the judgment of Jehovah. They don't realize. They don't understand. They're not able to discern time in judgment. They don't know that God's wrath is on the congregations. They they were told as God opened these things up at the time of the end and his people proclaimed them and yet it seemed like idle tales to them. They didn't comprehend it. They didn't believe it. Uh, and And so they denied it and dismissed the judgment upon them, and they continue on until this day, as though all is well, and they are completely in ignorance concerning the fact that God has left them and abandoned them, and they have been destroyed already. Well, then it says in verse 5, I will get me unto the great men, and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of Jehovah and the judgment of their God, but these have altogether broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of the evenings shall spoil them. A leopard shall watch over them, their cities. Everyone that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, and their backslidings are increased. Now here, it's a lion, a wolf, and a leopard. Uh, but it, it's basically the same picture. God is referring to his people that are under his judgment, and that's the case in Revelation 13. That's the case in Daniel 7. And these animals, which will destroy their prey, they they pursue their prey, 
they hunt their prey and they destroy their prey, the leopard will be used to tear in pieces. And it's referring to those within the congregation, those in the churches. And Satan is behind all this. We also read concerning the leopard this in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 1, beginning in verse 6. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation. The Chaldeans are synonymous with Babylon or the Babylonians. That bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses are also are swifter than the leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. And and so here the Babylonians, the Chaldeans are likened to uh, leopards and evening wolves. And notice also that they they fly as the eagle. And remember, God used that kind of language concerning the lion had eagle's wings. And, and also um, in Daniel 7 verse 6, uh, a leopard which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. So God is um, just tying the beast. The beast uh, in Daniel 7, um, the four beasts, the lion, the bear, and the leopard, and then the fourth, which is exceeding dreadful, to Satan and his emissaries that will destroy the people of God. That's what is being pictured in Revelation 13, verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. The the mouth of Satan destroys because it's deceitful. It's full of lies. And lies do not save. Lies do not heal or help. Lies destroy, especially when it comes to spiritual matters. And and that's what Revelation 13 is focused on. Satan, at the time of the end, propagating lies that will destroy mankind and, and destroy those within the churches and the congregations. And then it says at the end of verse 2, And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. The dragon gave the beast power, his seat, and great authority. Well, that seems to give too much um, ability to the dragon. Was the dragon able to loose himself and after being bound a thousand years was it the dragon that had the key that opened up the pit to let himself out so all these terrible things could happen at the time of the end no no that was god's doing well when we get together in our next study we'll just consider that uh that behind this is the hand of god 
Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.